to the PVYA Orthodox Youth Podcast. We are at the North American Youth Conference. My name is Masha, and today we are interviewing Lisa on the topic of how secular society challenges our Orthodox faith. Yeah, specifically, we're going to be talking about social media and the internet, since it's very prominent in our lives now, and how that is affecting us on a daily basis. So where does social media fit into your life, Lisa? So for me, I've been using social media since I was probably 10 years old. It's affected me for most of my life. I've been exposed to both good and bad things because of it. Through it, I've been able to connect with people um, that have the same like hobbies as me or share my faith with me. So there are many benefits to it. I can definitely say that. There are many benefits to it. That's true. I agree. I think it's really cool um, how we're able to see different people's perspectives from all over the world. It's you know, very accessible to see other views and opinions. But um, what do you think are some you know, negative qualities of social media? Uh, personally, um, I'm a college student, so I see a lot of things online that people are posting that don't necessarily agree with the lifestyle that I want. You know, people post all sorts of things, and I'm exposed to it on a daily basis, and I've tried to limit it, limit that as much as possible because I think that, you know, shaping my environment to into a life that I want is much better than just constantly allowing myself to see things that I don't agree with. Yeah, I think that's a good approach. Um, rather than, you know, arguing with people that you don't agree with, you kind of just filter your feed and the posts that you see, I think that's a good approach. Right, so like the way I do that, for example, would be, you know, I've unfollowed a lot of people on social media or I've used the mute option, so I don't see their posts because I do think that the more exposure you get, the more it's going to impact you in the way that you think. And I think what you need to do is filter your experience online so that it agrees with your faith and what you believe in. Yeah. What do you think about FOMO on social media? Right. So obviously people are posting everything that they're doing these days and naturally you're going to feel FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Um, Even if it's something you don't necessarily agree with, it just naturally happens because you just want to fit in. You want to be like other people, even if it doesn't necessarily agree with your values. And Like I said, you know, filtering your experience online can really help with that so that you don't experience that FOMO. And it's okay to, you know, feel like left out. But at the end of the day, you have to realize what you believe in and what you want to follow is most important. And it's really up to you and your choice about how you create your online experience and what you expose yourself to. That's a good point. Um, What about you, Masha? What is your experience online? Um, so some of the things on social media that have challenged my Orthodox faith are posts that offer, you know, counter arguments to Christianity or that discredit Christianity. Um, it's natural, you know, for people to express their opinions and their views on religion. But I, I think at some point these posts really bothered me and, you know, made me feel like my religion wasn't the truth, but um, 
So what do you do when you feel like you're being challenged online by your beliefs or by when people are challenging your beliefs, how do you feel? What do you feel like you need to do? Well, I feel like I really the first thing is probably to reach out to someone like a priest or, you know, uh, read some books written by the Holy Fathers and just to see what their response would be to those kind of posts that discredit Christianity. Right. And um, a lot of social media these days use like a algorithm like TikTok has that for sure. And Instagram for you page. Um, these algorithms, they create, you know, posts based on what you've looked at. They'll show you more, you know. Yes, so have yeah. you experienced this at all? I have. Yeah. I mean, if you just interact with one type of post that next time you go onto that app, you just see many more of those kinds of right posts. and then you're being exposed even more to something yeah. which is unhealthy when you weren't necessarily trying to be exposed to it it just kind of showed up on your feed and now it is constantly on your feed yeah and that can be dangerous because if you're being exposed to one belief over and over um you might start like believing in yeah. it or challenging your faith or your beliefs because even of if that. initially you didn't believe that or right. want to believe that yeah um in regards to like influencers online how do you feel what's your experience with it i feel like the influencers the influencing world can be pretty dangerous especially for younger teens because i think younger teenagers look for someone to look up to and um these influencers often don't lead a very orthodox lifestyle and so that can be pretty bad for the faith. I mean, even regardless of what faith they follow, often people kind of just follow along whatever an influencer believes in just because, or an influencer or a celebrity, they'll just follow what yes, they believe in exactly. and they want to support them. If they create a product, you know, you want to buy it. Yeah. So a lot of people fall into this trap where they're like idolizing a certain person online and this is actually negative. Yes, that's true. I agree. So overall, it's pretty clear that the internet is a completely different environment. It's a virtual environment that we have now, and it's our choice to create it the way we want it to be. We can make it in a way that aligns with our faith or not. We can choose to see certain things or not, and that's really up to us. My name is Seema. Now, Masha, in your experience with our society, how does the capitalistic modern society conflict with orthodox values? So one of the tendencies I see in today's world is that the speed that's picking up, everything's becoming faster and faster. Everything is being bought faster, broken faster, replaced. Like everything is just at a faster pace. When something breaks in our house, we don't really put the effort to fix it anymore. Like nobody calls up their son, they try to figure it out together, they try to teach him how to fix it. It's faster to buy a new one and it's much, much easier. And it is the mass market that's making it easy because of the low prices and the poor quality. And when we look at fashion and we see the same thing, fast trends, bad quality, causing a lot of waste, and first of all, that's not conscious of the environment, but also it affects us mentally and spiritually. Our mothers and grandmothers had dresses for years and decades, if you think of it, and it's about the value of it and respect. If we and our kids can't take care of the things, we will be, we will be able to take care of the people. So there's that idea of like fast money also. 
There's a few shows on Netflix already that people like. Uh, I'm constantly also bumping to ads that are like, learn this in 10 weeks, take this workshop to get more clients. We're constantly being promoted. That's like fast idea of making money. And it's very global too. It's very effective as they promote it. It's very efficient, very accessible and fast. So again, they always make it seem very, very easy that you don't have to put out uh, the effort. While in the Christianity, we value consistency and the labor. We work every day, like little by little. On we work, we go to work, we clean our house, we work on the relationships, we work on our faith. It's about that consistency. Like none of the priests will tell you to read the whole Bible in a day. It is about that consistency and the effort that you put into every day. That Christianity rather values. So Sima. You are in your third year of college. So from your observation, what is the definition of success among your peers and the academic community versus the Christi how Christianity defines success? Yeah, so I think in general, uh, most of my peers value competitiveness over anything else, especially since I'm from the Bay Area. It's a very competitive environment. Mm -hmm. I think most people really want to graduate and end up in a competitive job and probably value like overall happiness maybe a little bit less. I think a lot of people don't really have a certain community and they have basically all they do is school. Um, I do think it's very important to find this balance through your community where you, like, you do a lot of good for the community but you also are a competitive professional. For example, last year we painted the inside of the domes of our church, which was for the purpose of community. There was like water damage in the domes. And yeah, that was a really great experience where we all got to get together and build the church. Oh wow, sounds great. Yeah. Um, how does our culture of overworking affect our orthodox values in your opinion? So you live in US, I live in Canada. Those are, I think, the two countries that people believe you go there and you make, like, again, the fast money, the easy right. money. But really, a lot of people, like the feedback I've heard from people is that, and something I experienced myself, it has really crazy lifestyles. Again, that pace of working. Mm -hmm. You go to work, you go back home, and you sleep so you can go to work again tomorrow. While in Christianity, once again, we should be finding the moderation and the golden middle. Another thing about overworking is what would be the cause of that and what is the goal of that? So if you're working hard to provide for your family, that's amazing, good for you. If you're working hard to get the money and the power, we have a few questions. Some people just work to fill in the void because uh, the spirituality is absent from their lives, so they just, they'd rather be doing something than be left alone with themselves. Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, it's almost like a closed cycle because they don't have any time for spirituality after that. They don't have that time to stop and think right. of what is actually happening. So everybody gets caught up in this lifestyle, like whether they want it or not, while living in these cities. And it becomes really hard to balance work and home. Don't you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely second that, especially in the sense of parenthood, I believe. I think the Orthodox tradition values parenthood as something sacred and important to our faith. And our society definitely does not promote mm -hmm. that. Um, a big example of that, I think, is the 
tiny maternity leave <laughs> that mm-hmm. people get. It's like barely enough to do anything. And it really, I think, discourages people sometimes from having kids. Yes. One of my friends got, uh, got pregnant and she lives in Canada in a smaller town. So most of the community there is white Canadian. And she got pregnant. I was extremely happy for her. It's her second child. And I was shocked when she told me the reaction of the other people that she told you. Because for them it was, oh, 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 you're pregnant. Oh, okay. And it was shocking because these are like 30-year-old mothers. Right. They're in their 30s. They also have a kid or two. And they, they like, for them to have a reaction like this, mm-hmm. like, wh- how, which reaction does everybody else would have on this? So, like, I found that shocking. That really would discourage a mother from it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing. With the birth of a child, it's a mystery. We see, like, the God's presence in that. And this society really undervalues the motherhood, as you said. Yeah. And... Also, I don't agree with the idea of feminism that the society tries to push on us. They really go for that equality uh, among the genders. While Christianity did have feminism, if you think of it, it did value the woman. It was the woman who gave birth to our Lord Jesus Christ. It was a woman who walked into the sacred temple. Mm -hmm. It was a woman who saw Jesus Christ first resurrect because of her courage and her dedication. Through, the, uh, through church's history, we also see a lot of different paths that women took, and we praise them. So I think we shouldn't be going for that equality just because it's not possible, because we're so different. So we both, and in Christianity, that's what we do. We try to find our differences, we try to acknowledge them, and we do our best to perfect them, and then we come together to unify, to build something special. For sure. All right, that is all that we have today. Thank you so much for listening.